Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Each week, I, I try to, you know, try to make this podcast interesting and informative, and, and maybe along the way, point to other resources uh, that do the same, including uh, some websites, articles, and videos, everything related to matters of law. Well, today we'll talk about a new source of uh, great information for attorneys and law students as we discuss the publication of a new book. Hi, everybody. Jim Mitchell back with you for this week's edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. And I'm going to be joined by uh, Carrie Lavelle, the founding partner at Lavelle Law. Carrie has recently had his first book published by the American Bar Association. <clears throat> and this podcast is going to be one of his first stops to talk about the book, so we're glad to have him here. It's called The Business Guide to Law, Creating and Operating a Successful Law Firm. And it's available, as we'll tell you throughout the conversation here on the ABA's website. Um, so we're going to talk about this unique perspective that the book provides and uh, get to that right now. So, Carrie, it's been a while. Very nice of you to take some time, and glad to have you back on the podcast. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks for uh, including this on the uh list of important things to kind of discuss in the uh, legal uh, field. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a really great opportunity, and, and I think a lot of good things to talk about. Did, kind of take us back to the beginning, though, and, and kind of quickly tell us what motivated you to write this book in the first place. Well, I, I have taught at one of the Chicago area law schools as a faculty member for many years, and as I was talking to the students, I found uh, many of them uh, still didn't have jobs as third-year law students and even students in the LLM programs, which is a graduate program for lawyers, and uh, many of them had backgrounds in English, English majors, political science majors, and I kind of went away from those discussions thinking many of those students are going to be starting their own law firms, not because they want to, but because they have to. And uh, very few of them have real have a real background in business, and I thought what uh, what they need more than anything is a business book directed right to the uh, law business or professional service business on how to start and operate and grow uh, a law firm, and that was well, my motivation yeah. and that was my goal. Yeah, and it's interesting because I know when. You know, you started your practice more than 20 years ago, and and I know at that time and since then you you've been a avid reader of books that provide guidance on on how to start your firm and build your firm, and and you've always uh, pointed to those references in in many conversations. You just mentioned uh, the uh, the approach of looking at this law firm as a business. Is that sort of the approach you took to the book? That's exactly right. Um, you know, lawyers are very smart people. They've been vetted uh, by some of the best undergrad uh, schools and then through law schools, and they come out very knowledgeable, and they even have taken business law classes and securities classes, and um, you get a false sense or a false being uh, of being able to operate a successful business. And 
starting up a business from the ground floor is way different than sitting in a classroom taking a class on business organizations. And I wanted to provide a business book with the best business minds weighing in on topics that will help a new business owner that happens to be uh, opening and operating a law firm. What what are some of the things that that you might want to talk about, you know, relative to the book? When you talk about running a business, uh, as you said, young attorneys uh, they come out and they're they're thinking about the practice of law. What what mm-hmm. elements of running a business don't they really understand, or do they need to know more about? Well, I uh, I've I've some of the great books that I've read, I've used a theme from the Michael Gerber books in the E-Myth Mastery about uh, the difference between uh, operating and working in your business, which is the technician of being an, an attorney versus working on your business, which is stepping away from the actual work done as an attorney, but looking at your law firm as a business and saying, now that I'm working on my business, where does my business need to improve? What do I need to focus on? And there's a dichotomy of um, working on your business when you can get away from the actual practice of law that really helps the business and the law firm grow. And that's just one example. I've I've used some other examples. I've I've created a five-tier system for evaluating attorneys uh, called the five-tool attorney, and we try to help people when they realize where they need to evolve to or when they're looking at future attorneys, uh, what they need to look for for new employees that are going to be attorneys in the law office. I think what makes your book unique uh, as well is that it, it, you, you've talked already about you know the process of starting a law firm, and, and that, that in and of itself is very valuable. But You've also gone into other sections in the book that relate to further life cycles of a law practice. This is sort of a start-to-finish look. Tell me about the different sections. Well, section one is all about the startups, the things that everybody has a question on. What are some of the core decisions? What are the things I need in terms of office supplies, uh, software, how to find office space, what are your options, where do you want to office, um, how to break up the office in uh, different uh, departments, billing, collecting, you know, uh, a core bi- a core issue in all businesses, you can do great work, you can send out great products and services, but if people don't pay you, uh, you're not going to be in business very long. So those are some of the fundamental questions that we address in Section 1. Section 2, we go further into attorney networking and social media networking, hiring people, uh, hiring support staff, uh, building a client uh, culture, I'm sorry, a, a, a law firm culture that is second to none, uh, building systems in place and uh, manuals and checklists to have a ongoing great practice. And the third section of the book is all about uh, furthering your practice into uh, transitioning to equity uh, partners, so the second generation of management that can take over the firm upon the founding partner's uh, retirement, plus reinvigorating existing practices. A lot of the fundamental issues we talk about in the book, they could be applied to existing practices to give them a shot of adrenaline to kind of reawaken the things that made those firms great and to get them further along uh, in their growth cycle. Then lastly, we have a section on uh, small firm mergers. Uh, A lot of times uh, following the accounting uh, um, professions, 
map for growth, sometimes it is good for small firms to merge because uh, two, ten people, uh, ten attorney firms uh, can attract a higher level of client um, if they merge than just an individual uh, smaller uh, firms. So we kind of teach them in the book on how to go through that process of merging. We're uh, we're midway through a conversation about the new book, uh, The Business Guide to Law, Creating and Operating a Successful Law Firm, with uh, the author, Carrie Lavelle. Uh, Carrie did, a, did, in fact, start his own law firm, oh gosh, back around eight, 1989, I believe, and today he's got a, a team of 21 other attorneys and an outstanding support staff of more than a dozen. They operate... Uh, um, a, a good number of practice groups and, and have been recognized at the highest levels for not only their legal work, but uh, for charitable works as well. So this book comes from a, a very strong platform of success. Uh, it's available on the American Bar Association website. And, Carrie, I would guess one of the reasons that perhaps the ABA was interested in publishing this from your description, it sounds like it's a pretty broad appeal in terms of the different audiences that, that might want to read this book. It goes well beyond just law students. I think that's true. I, I think it is unique in two ways. Number one, it's a business book. There are a lot of uh, books put out by lawyers on just the operation of practicing law. This is a business book for law firms. The second is it guides a founding partner and existing partners, or what I call the decision makers in law firms, through the entire life cycle of a law office, from starting to growing, to building a winning culture, to transitioning to the next generation. Let's face it, after a law firm's been in existence for 20 years, you've been practicing law for 20 or 30 years, it's a shame to have that law office dissipate and all those connections, referral sources, partners, all sort of just go away and everybody is catch-as-catch-can from the existing associates and uh, non-equity partners. It is really a benefit to all our clients if the continuity of the law firm can stay in place with the second generation of management, and that's what we try to provide in the book. You, you mentioned at the beginning uh, your role in, in, in teaching at, at law schools. Um, and I'm curious, because this sounds like such a critical topic, do, do law schools today offer courses in starting or managing practices? Some do and some don't. It is uh, what I think is a growing area in the curriculum of law schools. I really believe they should all teach it. Uh, unfortunately, the Great Recession of 2007, 2008, and beyond uh, created a complete retraction of the legal uh, business, and because of the credit uh, shortage, uh, many uh, attorneys found themselves without work. Large law firms were laying off attorneys, even laying off partners. New attorneys were coming out of law schools, and there were no jobs to be had because the legal work uh, really, really diminished greatly. So um, uh, out of sheer necessity, many individuals started opening up uh, their own practice, and people coming right out of law school were faced with the requirement of opening their own practice or hanging out the proverbial shingle. It was because of that I think law schools started to recognize that they can't send these really bright students that got a great education really out there to start a law firm without any uh, acknowledgement, teaching, curriculum, information on uh, practice management. And, and on the flip side of that, uh, you, you mentioned that sort of 
end of the life cycle of a firm where perhaps a merger is taking place or transition. And in, in at your firm now, you, you have a law practice management group. It, I, I guess I'd never thought about it, but there's cases like this in which attorneys need to hire other attorneys to help them through some sort of issue like transitioning a law firm. Uh, exactly right. Uh, you know, there's as attorneys, we think we know a lot, but uh, many times there's a lot of areas outside of our expertise that we need to get consultants in on, and one would be IT, one would be accounting. But there are lawyers out there that are non-business lawyers that are um, uh, personal injury lawyers, divorce lawyers, uh, maybe uh, uh, immigration lawyers, and even some business lawyers that have a specialty in something other than small business law that may say, hey, we've got a complicated business problem here, and we may need some help. And we're trying to say that there's a place for those attorneys to come to to try to get some advice and some good old logical thinking to solve those problems. Well, with just a minute or so we have left here, we've kind of talked about uh, the law firm and and various pieces of that, but let's talk about you as an author. Now that you've written this book, does the ABA have an opportunity to send you out? You'll be speaking to law schools or industry gatherings or other things to help promote the book? I will be. Um, I've already been in contact with some of the law schools in the Chicago area, um, I will be addressing uh, some of the uh, committees and subsections at the uh, Illinois State Bar Association, Chicago Bar Association, and the ABA will also have me out kind of talking on this subject. Um, it's, a, it's a subject and uh, subject matter that I could talk about for hours, if not days on end. Uh, helping young people is just a lot of fun, and um, I really, really don't want to see young people coming out of law school making the mistakes that I have made when really they could be avoided very easily, and there are discussions on all those type of things in the book. Well, the book is The Business Guide to Law, Creating and Operating a Successful Law Firm, and, and you've just received a, a great overview uh, in a short time of, of a very uh, detailed book from author Kerry LaBelle. Uh, again, you can you can find the book uh, at the American Bar Association website under their uh, their shop section. And if not, you can also go to LavelleLaw.com. We've pointed you to that website in the past for other reasons. Uh, their new practice management uh, group is there. Look under the practice management tab, and you'll have a link to the American Bar Association website where you can pick up the book. So many thanks to Kerry Lavelle for being with me today. Uh, very interesting, and again, uh, I think a great read for a number of different people. Uh, a great new resource for everyone in the law industry. Thanks so much, Thank Jim. you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com.